0: We made this! La la la. Hello. Volume.
1: I am recording.
0: I am also recording. We're
1: live. Live, live, live. Uh, I don't know what what I was trying to do there.
0: Sounds fine. Yep. So shut up.
1: Hellfire storms are coming. An electric storm to clean your streets and wash away your troubles.
0: For every heart... There exists a wish.
1: You ever play the numbers, Mr. Holloway? Me?
0: Hey, never take risks. For every soul, there burns a desire. Boy, up. Always was. It smells to me like we're going to have visitors. But never whisper your dreams someone might be listening. <laughs> and for every wish, there will be a price. Yes. For every desire, there will be a cost.
1: My name is Mr. Dark. I advise you to respect it.
0: Dad, please be careful.
1: Will! Will! No. Uh, these boys I'm looking for. Perhaps you know them? Mm. Fine it. fine. Both of them quite a credit to this little town, if you want to know the truth. I do want to know the truth, sir. And the truth is that you are lying.
0: I am pricking up my thumb something wicked this week. Of. Then rang the bells, both loud and deep. God is not dead, nor doth he sleep. Where do you come from? The dust? Where do you go to? The grave? Yes. We are the hungry ones. Your torments call us like dogs in the night. And we do feed, and feed well. Tell me where the boys are hiding, and I can make you young again. Ray Bradbury's fantasy tale of light and darkness is getting closer. Something wicked this way comes.
1: So, how are you?
0: Fine. Not fine.
1: Good preamble. <laughs> Done.
0: Say the right words this time. No, I
1: don't want to look at them. Okay. I'm, I'm going to do this on fire, take so I can't be accused of cheating. Okay, okay. There. Yep, there we go. In fact, I'll, I'll
0: look at it and I'll, okay.
1: I'll, uh, so, I'll
0: make a horrific sound every time you get it wrong.
1: So last time I missed out live action, didn't I? You did? Yes, that was it. Thing is, I've not listened back to the last episode recently, so uh <laughs> it's like before the last recording, I was listening back to about three or four episodes. Right. And yeah, so I had it ingrained in my memory, and now, who knows, let's find out. I need a drink first.
0: <laughs> Good ASMR.
1: <clears throat> <yeah. laughs> Wipe my mouth. There we go okay right
0: and we're live <laughs> five four
1: three hello and welcome to without a mouse the podcast where we <clears not throat> watch the hello and... hang on a minute hello welcome to without a mouse The. <clears throat> hello and welcome to without a mouse okay Hello and welcome to Without a Mouse, the podcast where <clears throat> we... <laughs> the podcast where we watch.
0: No, you've missed it. You've 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 absolutely fucked it. Hello.
1: <laughs> We're staying on until I get it correct.
0: I'm just being an absolute pedant here, but we'll carry on.
1: Don't try this all more time. Okay. Hello and welcome to Without a Mouse.
0: line (laughs) well according to the preamble that i wrote a million years ago yeah it's hello everyone and welcome to without a mouse podcast but i don't know if we've ever actually said podcast
1: okay then hello and (laughs) welcome to the without a mouse podcast the podcast where we watch and review uh, live-action Disney films. <laughs> oh, like where we watch the obscure and forgotten live-action Disney films on A Hunt for Hidden Gem.
0: It's movies, but I'll let you know. Oh, for
1: fuck's sake. <laughs> I'm Chris. That's Tim. Hello, Tim. Hi. God, I'm a failure.
0: How are you? I'd be a lot better if just, just for one week you would actually take the notes and read them. <laughs> I,
1: I, I wouldn't mind, you know, I've, I've written that down countless times, I've listened back to a podcast, I've been memorising it, you know, like, I've been, you know, like how uh, people, like, sing songs in my head, you know, rehearse it, get it all ready, and I've been doing that, but no.
0: I was going to say, it's, we're on episode 17 now, you you should really just admit that
1: yeah, you but need I've, to read
0: it. I read it.
1: I've only had to uh, read it out seven times, haven't I?
0: Yeah, but you've heard me saying it as well.
1: Yeah, but I sort of tune out. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I don't blame you. So, yeah, you're in control
1: again. I am indeed. And it is a
0: spooky
1: episode. (laughs) Because it is Halloween and not September 5th.
0: Um, As you can see, I've um, pre-decorated the studio for this occasion.
1: Oh, fantastic.
0: Uh, There's a gaping void over here. In fact, you could call it a black hole, Chris. Like, the black hole. I've got... There's no way... Oh, <laughs> There's a, a witch on a mountain stood in the corner. Almost like, escape to witch mountain.
1: That's no way to talk about your wife. Uh... <laughs> that's what I tried to say the first time, but I fucked it up.
0: I've got a mannequin of Ben Stiller in the corner, because he's scary enough anyway. Of course. A la heavyweights. Um What else was scary about what we've watched? Well, fucking everything, really.
1: There's some... Some casual racism (laughs) hiding in the corner. Truly the spookiest of all. Especially in this day and age.
0: We actually... um, Me and Kirsty saw um, a little cameo from the dinosaur from one of our dinosaurs is missing in another film the other day. Jurassic Park. No. um, Pete's Dragon. Oh, yes. I I think I mentioned it in the... actual recording but um they recycled the diplodocus or brontosaurus or whatever um skeleton it is as a prop in pete's dragon where they try and capture the dragon and they drop a massive um sheet on him yeah and underneath instead of because obviously the dragon is animated for the rest of the film they just use the brontosaurus skeleton and it's very obviously not the same shape as the dragon that you've just seen
1: your choice of films for Halloween is weird.
0: <laughs> Dragons are scary, right?
1: Depends if we are wearing clown makeup or not.
0: I mean, you know, we are a little bit premature on the 5th of September.
1: Hmm. <laughs> so, how are you celebrating this fall? That's what the Americans call is isn't it?
0: We bought a spiced pumpkin candle the other day. Oh, ooh. Yeah. And uh, it must have smelled good because I actually told Kirsty she could have another candle. Like we,
1: ha- the idea isn't to eat them, Tim.
0: <laughs> well, we've just got we're one of those households that just has a cupboard just absolutely full of candles, fucking candles everywhere. Yeah, you candle- one of
1: those types.
0: Yeah, and I hate it. But this candle smelled so good, I was like, "Yeah, we'll get another candle." Mm. And pumpkin spice because we're we're basic bitches, us two. To be fair, we we know it. We admit it. Looking forward to getting back to Starbucks.
1: Don't know about that.
0: Isn't it? It is technically autumn now, isn't it? it? Just.
1: No, I mean, on the date of recording, technically autumn doesn't actually begin until, believe it or not, about October 21st, something stupid like that. Winter doesn't technically begin until like December 23rd. So, it's already fucking stupid and should do it by months, and autumn for me begins in September.
0: Well, the kids are back at school, aren't they? So, that's, that's autumn now. Thank isn't fuck it?
1: they should stay there yeah. forever.
0: I've barely left the house, so they've not bothered me that much this year. Mm. How are you in general?
1: I've had kids screaming at work all summer. Well, uh. right, sure. oh, I'm right, fine. <laughs> Where's my gift?
0: Oh, yeah. I said I got you a gift, didn't I? Yes. yes. Well, well remembered, or I would have completely forgotten. Yeah, me and Kirsty did a car boot at the weekend. We made about 100 quid, which was pretty ace. Nicely done, yeah. We took shitloads of stuff with us, and then literally all that sold was uh, some records. So we just card it all back again. <laughs> so uh, it's a bit annoying, but yeah, did all right cash-wise, yeah. So um, saw this whilst I was out and about, and was like, absolutely have to buy this for Chris. Um before i before we reveal what it was cuz it's in that drawer okay um top drawer top drawer yeah top. um when i went to buy it from the guy i was like how much are your whatever they were and he was like oh they're all individually priced why and i was like i'm after the one that you didn't think would ever sell and he was like all right uh 50p and I only had a £20 note, and when I, when I gave him the £20 note, he said I could have it for free rather than make change. So it cost me zero pence, which is the best bargain I've ever had on a car boot. Open the drawer, Chris.
1: Oh, oh dear God. <laughs> Fucking hell.
0: <laughs> that was exactly the reaction I was hoping for.
1: I can't believe they did a whole album.
0: What Chris is now holding in his hands is um the album Emma Dance by yeah. none other than the Woolpackers. The Woolpackers. Oh my word. I Fe- could not believe it when I saw that.
1: Featuring such tracks like Line Dancing, Two Chewy Dogs, Horses
0: I didn't even read it.
1: And Down on the Farm.
0: Do the liner notes have anything good when you open it up? Oh, okay, that's a good idea. I bet there's nothing in there. I just
1: love how you Zach Dingle, uh, Vic from the shop. I'm the other guy who I could never remember his name. I think he worked at the Wallpack itself.
0: Only the men on the promo pictures. Yeah,
1: yeah. N- not Alan Turner, the other one. He's holding a bass. No. no, that is a bass guitar.
0: I honestly can't remember the names of any of them. Apart from Zach Dingle. You, you don't forget the Dingles, do you?
1: No, you don't. So you've got just uh, all the lyrics.
0: Oh, so you've not got any uh, you know, behind-the-scenes no. gossip of where these songs came from, then?
1: And, uh, you know, I, I'd, I'd like to thank my manager, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, I'd like to thank the plane crash.
1: <laughs> oh, here's a uh, fun one for you. At the end of this paragraph here of all the um, credits... Yep. Yeah. Uh, read me the final one, executive producer. Simon Cowell. I think this is quite famously in the 90s where he produced absolute shite skates for the industry.
0: He absolutely did, didn't he? Yeah, absolutely anything going.
1: What um, I know famously, he was executive producer for, I can't remember the name of it now, but a album uh, for WWF. Oh, I like, think I like, knew that, like, yeah. Like, like, like Rask was singing a... Ah, oh, what's the name of it? It wasn't the Power Drive album, I think that came in the 80s, but it was something else.
0: Simon Cowell's kind of like Donald Trump in that you, you find out later on that he just had his fingers in everything during the... Mm,
1: don't word it like that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's nice to see the old Yorkshire television logo, that uh, takes me back.
1: Nostalgia. RCA as well, a pretty big record label.
0: I feel like we're spending too long on this um, very I,
1: minor I'm, joke. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to listen to this in my car on the way home, and I might crash the car just to save myself.
0: <laughs> Thanks, Tim. You're welcome. I knew you'd like it.
1: <laughs> so, Halloween episode for Wallpackers. <laughs> yep, that makes sense. Shall we start talking about the film, then?
0: If we must.
1: See, I can already tell this is going to be a uh, divisive episode.
0: Oh, I hate it when you say that. We're you... going to fall out again, aren't we? Is this is this is Gus, not Gus. Million Dollar Duck. Million Dollar Duck is all it... over again.
1: Yeah. So, something wicked this way comes. The um, adaptation of a Ray Bradbury novel.
0: Yes. Uh, Rit- written by Ray Bradbury as well, the, um, the screenplay.
1: Yes, but as we might <clears> come on to later on, heavily edited after he'd uh, submitted it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, uh, produced in 1983. I think the last film under the Walt Disney Pictures moniker. No,
0: it was originally Walt Disney Productions. Oh, yes. Uh, This was the last one before they became Walt Disney Pictures. Um, Not that it makes much difference. Um, Although, Disney have done everything they possibly can since then to kind of um, distance themselves from this film. Almost like... um, George Lucas with the holiday special of mm. Star Wars, in that I think Disney would rather that pretend this was never made. Um, when I was looking at a little bit of detail on it, um, it was never released in on DVD over here, but in America it was released, but not by Disney. And Disney actually took their. Name off the branding, right? Of this okay. film. Um, I never sp- realised it was that bad. To yeah, be fair, yeah. Speaking of um, not being able to get this film on DVD, you'd, you've got a really good record of picking films that are just unavailable. Yeah, <laughs> not- that's
1: my trademark, I think.
0: Well, I think this has to take the cake because not only was it not available on YouTube, Netflix, Amazon, or it was Sky, all, all, or all the Disney app or Sky. It was also never released on DVD or Blu-ray in the UK. Yep. So we literally had to pirate this. There was no other way of watching it.
1: It turns out the pirate base still exists if you look for it hard enough.
0: Was that the only place you could find it on as well? Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah.
1: Like I say, literally about five people seeding it, and that was the only copy of it. Disney are probably thanks to see- GVPN.
0: Disney are probably seeking out the illegal means of getting it as well, just to make sure it's completely wiped from history.
1: Yeah. In fact, they're probably going to delete this podcast.
0: God, this film is a mess. <laughs> mm,
1: we'll get to that. We'll get to it. Right. But yeah, I'm I'm sorry. Next time, I shall actually consult one of these streaming services before I pick a film.
0: What's annoying as well is I've been <laughs> so polite this First year, and every time there's anything comes up, I'm like, "Oh, you can have the next film. You can have the next film." So I've only picked about three bloody films this whole year. Well, you keep keeping it to the guests. I know. And then, of course, like when we failed to do a do a recording, we then ended up doing a decom, which are all terrible. So, mm. I'm just I'm just mad at this podcast, Chris. Why do we do it? Whose fault is this? Yours. Well, yeah, yeah, but like...
1: If this was a bargain, you came to see some wrestling, I'll be forever stuck doing a podcast.
0: <laughs> you shouldn't have uh, signed it in your own blood when we uh, got well, the contract out. I just you...
1: wanted to be fanciful, you know. <laughs> With my top hat and cane in my red suit. Just to point out as well, it clearly says in the opening spiel of the obscure and forgotten movies.
0: Well, this is definitely obscure and forgotten <laughs> by even the production company that made it
1: so have you got any knowledge of did you ever read the book
0: no um i was aware of the book in fact i became aware of the book around the same time as you mentioned it because um i saw quite weirdly a few people that i follow on instagram were tweeting about the book i don't Mm. know why in particular (laughs) instagram were tweeting you know what i mean yeah (laughs) i
1: I assume because it's getting to that time of year. Yeah. I can imagine quite a few people read it as a tradition because, as I'll uh, get into in a minute, you know, it's quite an autumn book.
0: Yes. um, Very autumnal in themes. How do I put this? I can tell from this film that the book probably has a good pedigree and is quite a good read. Hmm. But I. not spoiling too much, because we're going to get into it, but I don't feel it translates very well into uh, the visual medium of film.
1: I get a feeling this won't be in the top ten when we do the countdown again <laughs> in three episodes a time.
0: I might lower my score just to uh, level out whatever you're going to give it.
1: That's why you're going first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm the host. My rules. All right, okay. Sorry. So let's get into the film. So... We start the credit sequence, it's just basically a train roaring in towards the camera, somewhat.
0: You say roaring in, but it was going slow as fuck, because it was literally like...
1: Well, it was a long way away.
0: Was it? Okay. Yeah, it was. It was pretty spoopy, is what I put pro- like. Spoopy? Yeah, pretty spoopy.
1: It was that like spooky slash poopy?
0: Yeah, well it's just like, f- the intro was quite full on, I thought. Set, set a scary tone that yeah. maybe the film itself doesn't really stick with very well. I thought
1: I disagree again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, um, yes, it was quite. There was lots of. All the text was coming through as blood, so it looked quite dramatic.
1: Yeah, I'll say I see. I, I quite like that, you know, the uh, blood forming to create words.
0: Yeah. There was um, a deleted scene um, that never made it into the film from the credits, um, which was the v- the very first use of film CGI to represent organic materials. Oh, yes, yeah. So they did um, CGI of basically the smoke coming from the train becoming the carnival and spiders and trees and stuff like that. But at the last minute, Disney just decided it wasn't convincing enough and pulled it.
1: Yeah, there are a couple of instances here of that happening. Yeah. Um, where they've had to reshoot quite a lot of stuff because the CGI yeah. wasn't that great. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's be- all better for it. Yeah,
0: because once the film actually starts, there's no noticeable CG really. So there's a lot of sort of
1: no. And mm- if the film, again as we'll get into, isn't as flashy as for CGI would have been, so I think it would yeah. have been false expectations. Yeah, um, that you're going to get this massive CGI fuckfest.
0: I think as well because it's sort of set. It's not. Set in the eighties, is it? It's kind of well.
1: It's, it's set in the good old days, I reckon. So I <laughs> it's, think this it's is very
0: debatable when it is
1: set. I think. Like, I think the novel was completed in nineteen sixty-two, so I get the feeling it's supposed to be based pre-World War Two. I think it's uh, harking back to Ray Bradbury's childhood. Yeah. So I guess twenties for It's very much like the the town it's set in. You can very much tell it's just post-Western. Yeah, it's very much for isolated town, middle of nowhere. You can still see the old bloody saloon and the bit where they probably had like a, a shoot down at uh, high noon and all that. Yeah, lot.
0: it's um, it reminds me the town of um, sort of Main Street in a in a Disney park because it is that kind of turn of the century look. But
1: I think it, it, they do actually say it's called Main Street.
0: It probably is. Yeah, yeah.
1: in the narration we do.
0: But obviously uh, it's. That Was the thing was because it looks like that kind of town which you sort of think of the turn of the century, but it is actually set a bit later, yeah. And it's obviously like a back because it's you know backwaters of America, it's not mm. sort of up to speed with modernity, let's yeah. say.
1: Although, strangely, it also reminded me of the town square, but in Back to the Future
0: and Gilmore Girls. I thought, still not seeing it, everything harks back to. Excuse me. Everything like, harks back to Gilmore Girls.
1: Over computer war tennis shoes. <laughs> yeah, you, you get ten extra points if you somehow like like a Mr. Computer War tennis shoes at some point. Yeah. There's your challenge for the episode.
0: Okay. right well, Just to let you know, um, if I, I will apologise if my eye gets all gammy tonight because I've got a sty and it's doing my head in.
1: Good thing this is a podcast, then.
0: Yes. Yeah, so nobody can see what a gross mess I am. But um, I've had it for about a week and it's doing my head in.
1: Is it? Is it infectious?
0: I don't think they are.
1: Let's not kiss eyes tonight, man.
0: <laughs> so, yeah. So. On the credits.
1: We have autumn.
0: Deep in the California redwoods. Basically. Not. Not. Well,
1: <laughs> not really. But, yeah, you've got your oranges, you've got your browns, you've got your greens.
0: You've got your 10,000 pumpkins.
1: You do, yes.
0: Um, and we have a narrator.
1: We do. Who... First, narrates about the seller of lightning rods walking yes. down the old dusty road.
0: Yep. Um, what else do we learn? We learn through the narration that this kid is 12 at the time.
1: Yep. But is like looking back on his past.
0: Yes. So it's looking back um, from an adult perspective. Um, he lives in Greentown.
1: You yes, but... sound very interested already.
0: Oh, I just don't... Oh. <laughs> So, I mean, I, film... I, I,
1: f- I first. Oh, sorry.
0: No, you, well, I was just going to say that this film, like a lot of the things that we've watched, are very difficult to make notes on because it's so, such an odd premise that you don't know what you need to remember for later. Right. Especially on a an initial viewing. You've seen this before, haven't you? Yeah,
1: and I've read the novel three times. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, so pretty familiar with it. Obviously, I don't know word for word or anything like that, but you know, like the first few pages just basically establishes quite a lot of things that probably the films have to skip over a bit. Yeah. and I mean they do have a go like for example when we're introduced to Will Holloway and Jim Nightshade you know they're just coming out of detention they're being whispering in class Yeah, and then you don't really hear it because the music's a bit too loud but when they're, like, they're hopping over the hedges they establish things like how they were born on the same night yes I, yeah. did, I did hear that in the conversation yeah like yeah. the sound mix was a bit weird yeah. born for the same night they live next door to each other basically being inseparable all their lives they get all that stuff out of the way pretty quickly.
0: Yeah. Um, and uh, from a visual perspective, um, they reminded me when they are in uh, detention, I thought it was basically Jughead and the Milky Bar kid hanging out. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Will and Jim go to the library where Will's dad works. Yes. Now, as we establish very, very, very early, as in it's basically the first thing in the it says about Will's dad, is um got two older hearts.
0: Yes, and he's very old. He's very tired.
1: He's God. old as fuck Tim. Yes. Fucking hell, he must be sixty. He's so fucking
0: old. I know. <laughs> yeah, he don't look that old, does he? Not really, no. But um pretend I suppose for a ten to have a ten year old child, he's he's definitely old.
1: I mean do well, you a twelve year old child. Do you remember like back at school and this even happened in secondary school where you like you look at like your form teacher you go, Holy shit, they're old, they must be old as fuck.
0: Yeah, and then they were actually like forty.
1: No, even worse of me. My form tutor going through all of secondary school. I figured out later on must have been like twenty six, right? What, <laughs> what, like yeah, like uh, twenty, uh, like twenty six when we started, about thirty when we finished. Which you know, I'm older than that now. But yeah, back then, old as fuck. Holy I, shit!
0: I saw my old college tutor in our village the, the other day. Oh yes, Fran. I don't know if you ever... You weren't in my tutor, were you? No, no.
1: no. I, oh, college
0: weird. tutors were weird because you barely saw them. You didn't get taught by them and they wouldn't know who you were anymore. Yeah. I didn't get the point of tutoring college. i about to say,
1: because we did have registration there, didn't we? Yeah. But it's just like, I can't even tell you who was my form teacher.
0: I feel like registration at college is just like such a sort of pointless exercise that's just like a hangover from being at school. Yeah, You don't need registration. After the bell goes, no,
1: and about as pointless as uh, how we are to do general studies.
0: Yeah, fuck that. People don't. I don't think you have to do general studies anymore.
1: No, I I looked this up recently after the A levels came out in in August.
0: One person took A level general studies or something. In the the
1: the entire country, country, forty-one.
0: Was that it? Yeah. Mad.
1: There was like sixty people in our class taking that at the same time when we were back when we were young.
0: I can't even remember what. We actually learnt in general studies. <laughs> no. no, I'm certainly not a general. Let's say that mis misnamed that course.
1: Mm. More like <laughs> studies, <laughs> whatever. <That's, laughs> Spelt with four p's and seven s.
0: I think Gus took <laughs> studies.
1: Nay, <laughs> you <he> didn't. <laughs> Anyway, let's quit horsing about. hey <laughs> And We also established that Jim's dad is an adventurer, apparently.
0: And he's never coming home. He's gone out for sort of a
1: pack of cigarettes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just gone for that coffee. He'll be back anytime time soon.
0: Yeah. Um, it's kind of cute, because it's like, from that 12-year-old perspective where he obviously believes that his dad's gone out adventuring, but really he's just left his mum. He's just run away. Yeah. But the kids believe it, and it's kind of... It's cute to have that perspective, isn't it?
1: He's mm. like living in a flat in Ryby Square or something like that. That's what he's up to.
0: <laughs> On spice. Yeah.
1: <laughs> the only yeah, adventure he's getting this high car uh, pollution from cars.
0: Yeah. And there's this weird moment where they sort of... They're out in the streets and they're listening and they can sort of hear music on the wind.
1: Yeah, I think, again, this is like one of the descriptions in a novel. But yeah, they don't really play into it later on.
0: I think my biggest flaw in this is that it's I know there were a lot of edits afterwards, but I think in the original edit of this, in the original cut, they were trying to be too literal with the book. Right yeah. So yeah. there there's a lot of points in the film where there's these tiny little things that don't really go anywhere or have much potential meaning that you can and and I think like if you've read the novel it will have a lot more reverence mm. but these bits where it's just like oh I can hear music and then it just carries on I
1: think the issue here is that when you've written the novel you're probably too proud of your words yeah. to let go of them in the script.
0: Exactly, being a novelist is not the same skill as being a screenwriter yeah. at all is it?
1: Although we did apparently write this as a screenplay first before Yes, that,
0: it? for um, and he showed it to Gene Kelly who That's wanted right. to be in it yeah. yeah. We've both read IMDB yeah, say,
1: <laughs> not bad what you do for half an hour before the podcast Gordon.
0: Yeah, um, so yeah, there's this crackpot that's selling lightning rods. Yeah, um, called Jim. No, Tom Fury, is it?
1: I believe so, yes.
0: Sounds like a character from Animal Crossing, but okay. <laughs> I'll take him second. Yeah. <laughs> um, Tom Fury he, wins. <laughs> uh, yeah, and Tom Fury is uh, he's selling to people in town. But then he's also, he follows the kids back to their house and tries to sell at the the doorstep, doesn't he?
1: And he sells one, or basically practically gives it, as though it's like a uh, Wallpacker CD. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Just gives it away for free. Yeah, just a lightning rod with scarabs on it.
0: For a button and a page torn out of a porno mag or something, it looked like, when he was handing it over to the kid. Um, Yeah. And Jim's mum's in bed with the cat. Lucky sod. <laughs> so, yeah, Jim's mum is sort of a very underdeveloped, odd character. She, We only really see her in two main scenes. Yep. This one and another one coming up. And I don't get...
1: Well, I think it's three main scenes. So later on, there's a scene where she's dancing with a random man. It's like yes. her trying to get over her husband, whose adventurer is coming back every day honest. Yeah. There was one later on where she thinks that she's going to meet back up with her husband.
0: That's right, yeah. So th- this is the kind of thing where it feels like a hangover from it being a novel, where like this is a narrative thread that could easily be thrown away. Because mm. it doesn't really... It just feels a bit like Bloat having his mum in it as well.
1: I, I don't remember this being in the novel.
0: All right, okay. this
1: Strand. I, I could be wrong because it has been a few years since I've read it now, yeah. but I don't remember Jim's side of the family being a part of it. Okay, you know, um, obviously um, Will's side is well, and obviously his dad is heavily involved. But
0: so, what you're saying is this is the very first example of Disney adding parents when they should have been subtracted. Yeah. Oh my god. You know. Although you know, technically, we've we've filled in the absent parent. In the bingo card, because we've got his dad missing.
1: Yep. Yeah, we do. (laughs) All we need is a car crash and we're sorted. Yeah. (laughs) Do we have cars in the 1920s?
0: Well, in the very opening shot, when um, Tom Fury's walking down the road, he's followed in by what looks like the Gnomobile. (laughs) <laughs> there is... That's the one car we see in the whole film. What,
1: the Gnomobile? The Gnomobile. We're driving Long- along in the Gnom... No- in the Hunting for Gnomes in the Gnomobile. Sooner or later we feel that
0: we'll find where they are in the Gnomobile. Yeah. In fact, the last... It could have connected up, because the last shot of the Gnomobile... Is them driving off in the Nomobile, and then the very first opening shot of this film is this car coming in, so maybe this is technically the sequel. I could edit
1: this together, but I'm not paying 2 49 for a Nomobile again. No, don't do that. Uh, I'm really sorry for my film choices, Tim.
0: You've got a really bad run at the minute.
1: I feel like this is my way of trying to get out doing the podcast. <laughs> He's just is it,
0: driving the whole thing in, down a
1: cliff. So I can go ahead and do my dream podcast reviewing every single episode of Thunder in Paradise starring Hulk Hogan. It's, I mean, uh, I
0: wouldn't be against doing that.
1: <laughs> it's Knight Rider in a boat. It actually is. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> with, just, little, with, with little bits of bay watching there as well. It is so fucking 90s. Nice. How many episodes are there? 22.
0: That's doable.
1: And uh, three of them are two-parters. There we go. That's our page for an extra yeah, Patreon dot com without a mouse. <laughs>
0: We're trying to get people to, you know, eventually want to spend money on us, not, not deter them.
1: Oh dear, we've gone down the wrong path, haven't we?
0: Yeah. Anyway, so we see some of some shots of Will's dad, Mister Holloway, yep. um, going about town after work stops it is the tobacconist yep um i really like the tobacconist got this funky um gas sort of it's like a big almost like a foam finger (sighs) but with a flame coming out the end it's really uh, cool which is used to light the cigars and i'd actually seen um i think it was on a tweet that someone had put recently of one of these fingers in a museum and i couldn't get my head around how it worked because it said it was a cigar lighter and i was like well why would you have your cigar lighter attached to the wall but obviously back in these times when you had your gas lights and you had all of the pipe gas pipe work up your walls what i hadn't realized is it's literally just lit all the time isn't it yeah there's just the constant flame coming out of the finger and i was like that is so cool <sighs> so basically you just buy your cigar and then just light it off the wall i thought it was cool i I found it far more interesting than anything else in this film, so as you can see, I'm going off on a tangent, what's to can.
1: So you're going to take up smoking, and is that what this is?
0: Yeah, alright. Yeah, this was this film was a great advert for smoking, actually. <laughs> everyone has a cigar and everyone really enjoys it all the time. Yeah. Um, and the, 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 at this point, that's when the tobacconist gets really uh, horny for Havana cigars, uh, Cuban cigars, doesn't he? Yep. And he talks about how they're all uh, hand rolled up a, a sexy lady's thigh.
1: <laughs> Which is a... sure it? Sure is. Sure it is, Yeah. It's just a, that factory there in Cuba.
0: All the men... instead of
1: conveyor belts, you have thighs.
0: All the all the minor characters in this town are a bit horny, aren't they? They are a bit. So then we It's as though
1: meet... there's like a massive discrepancy of women there or yeah. something.
0: So the barber's pretty horny. He tells um, Mr. Holloway that he can smell lady powder. Yeah, there's a
1: reason <laughs> why they shoot him above the waist.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it's yeah. All the, there's a lot of men. It's a bit of a sausage fest this time. Isn't yeah,
1: it? and there's also the barman who hasn't got a almond leg.
0: Yeah, because he lost them during the war. Yeah, and then uh, yeah. I guess that's First World War. I'm still trying to pinpoint where this is. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Ball War. We'll take up. We'll talk about when it's set later because there is a a date that's given at some point, but not till near the end.
1: Oh, so. I didn't catch that.
0: Well, we'll talk about it. We have to do a bit of maths. Okay. But um yeah, then he then Dad goes to the tavern for a Jackie D. Um so he's got you know, we we know he's got a weak heart, but the first chance he gets he's got a cigar in one hand and whiskey in the yeah. other, so he's we'll, not doing his best.
1: With the doctor yelling at him. No, don't do that, you're old as fuck. Stop <laughs> it.
0: <laughs> yeah, but he carries on anyway. Yeah. Then um we cut to Jim installing the um, lightning rod on his house.
1: The inanimate carbon rod.
0: Yes, and you know, you're looking at it thinking Something's going to go wrong here, but it doesn't. Um, it no, tracks
1: something at some point. That's about it.
0: Yeah, but you know, you see, you see a twelve-year-old on the roof with a hammer, and you think someone's going to fall, but nobody does. No, so we'll, we're, it's all right.
1: So that's your problem, then? You wanted more children to be killed in this film?
0: I really did. I wanted some action. But yeah, um...
1: just like the barber, eh? hey, eh? eh? hey, <laughs> wink, wink, hey, eh?
0: lady powder. <laughs> Then,
1: uh, Will's walking around the town, and he comes across in one of the shop windows a weird coffin. It looks like an ice coffin of some sorts.
0: Will's dad, you mean, not Will? Will's dad, Yes. Yeah, sorry.
1: Yeah. I forgot the dad bit of that. No.
0: Oh, and he, before that, he finds a flyer that says that there's a carnival coming tomorrow. There That's is. That's very important.
1: And uh, you see in the background, we have Mr. Dark walking yes, around.
0: a man in a top hat.
1: Yes, who's just scrunching up notes and throwing them away.
0: Yep. But yeah, then he sees this coffin. looks like a block of ice. There's a dead woman in it. And we'd see a close-up of her hand, which has this big red ring on it. Because um, as we find out later in the film, if this woman was not wearing this red ring, I don't think I would recognise her at any point in the film. Mm.
1: Now I'll give you that. Yeah. yeah.
0: (laughs) This woman's entire personality is has ring. (laughs) Uh, Again, I'm about... 55%
1: certain that she's not in the book. Right. (laughs) I think she's just a bit of added sotty in there.
0: Yeah, because there's too many men. Yeah. Um, And all the women are very pointedly ugly. Like, it's sort of... A a lot of the character flaws of the women are that they're ugly. (laughs) (laughs) Then we go to Will and Dad's house, and Mum's there knitting, being (laughs) inconsequential in the background.
1: (laughs) And Will's... Dad talking again about how he's old as fuck.
0: Yeah, saying he feels restless. There's a lot of scenes between Will and Dad in this film. And it's obviously trying to feel like both a coming-of-age film. Yep. And I'm sure the book is definitely a coming-of-age book.
1: And a going-of-age film as well. (laughs) Yes, because Dad's... Dad's about to die from old age (laughs) because he's 651.
0: But it... Every scene with these two is written like a poem. Like nobody's actually it's very lyrical. Nobody yeah. nobody's being literal. And I'm struggling to decide who the audience for this film is at this point. Um an older generation. I think Yeah, I, uh, I do think that. Maybe
1: going for that nostalgia about thirty years before everyone else did. Yeah. It's I think again this is the divide between the older scenes and the scenes are being reshot because they're quite Shakespearean in form and yes. very much you could transplant this onto a stage right away and it would work, in all fairness. But for even like the way they're pronouncing things is a bit Weird and doesn't feel that natural to the film? It
0: feels very much like you say, it's very theatrical, it's very like a play, but then they got fucking Disney to produce it. Mm. And you know, Disney are all about, you know, your broad strokes and your child That's say, d- 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 didn't,
1: didn't Tantino get them to do that a few years ago, hateful eight. Hate.
0: In what way, sorry?
1: Uh, Do you see Hateful Eight? I've
0: not seen it. No,
1: it's basically I, I really like the film, but it's like one of my favorite Tarantino films. But it's just basically two and a half hour stage play.
0: Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like I mean, like production wise, it just everything about this film feels off for me. Mm. Um, and yeah, it, it's I don't know. It feels like yeah. Are you this, right there, Tim? No, not oh. right. This This film is the equivalent of a farmer leaning against the fence with a piece of straw in his mouth, talking bollocks to a, a tourist that's passing by. And, <laughs> and I'm the tourist, and I can't understand a word the farmer's saying. That is my, my analogy for this film.
1: Enjoying it so far, then?
0: No. <laughs> well... well By this point, I'm still like, you know, it's early days, something, you know, what's going to happen? I don't know.
1: Well, I'll tell you what is going to happen. The train's going to roar into town because here's the carnival. Yep. And uh, everything is set up. We've got, like, the Ferris wheel and everything else popping up out of nowhere.
0: Yeah, they literally pop up straight after the kids have seen the train go past, so something spoopy about that.
1: It's like you know those pop up tents that you get, like at festivals, <laughs> but with a massive Ferris wheel.
0: I was gonna say, would you would you trust a pop up Ferris wheel?
1: Um about as much as I trust Alton Towers' Ferris wheel if you have one.
0: <laughs> they don't, but they do have um a, like a ski lift thing that goes across the the middle. I would never get in that. Oh okay. It's scary.
1: Yeah, just a bit. So, um Will Will and Jim decide to explore the carnival Early, yes. try to get a bit of a preview going on, yeah. And they go into the psychic tent. I think we'll call it.
0: Yeah, like a old school caravan, isn't it?
1: Yes, it is. And we've got. Mystic- we did a
0: very good job of avoiding uh, the word gypsy, there, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs>
1: that, 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 that was just. You said it, you great racist. Oh yeah, that's me in it. Yeah, I'm yeah. such a
0: bigot. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, uh, well, I was going to come up with the old Mystic Mega reference. Oh right. I like to be lazy. We've got, we had Mystic Meg, which, who in hindsight is the lady with the ring again, isn't it?
0: Or, yes, it yes. is. But again, you wouldn't have known that without the ring. Exactly. Because every time you see this woman, she's shrouded in what seems like a different costume, which completely um, obscures her face. Maybe she's like
1: Madonna. She to change costumes one, Maybe. once every scene.
0: It doesn't help either that she has no lines in this film.
1: <laughs> no, she doesn't. So She never speaks. In terms of lines for women, it's like, what, three lines dialogue for... Um, Jim's mum and about two for Will's mum.
0: Yeah, Will's mum says a couple of things, yeah.
1: Oh dear, you're not old as fuck.
0: There's the teacher as well.
1: Oh yeah, sorry.
0: She she gets a few lines, but also remember she's incredibly ugly. Yes. Which which we must all know at all times, teacher is ugly. Because she's old. Because she's old, yeah. Grey hairs and everything. Yeah, so this... Fucking (laughs) disgusting. So this woman in black, she um, conjures up loads of tarantulas and the kids run out. Yeah. Then we cut to Dad um, in town because obviously he was—he as he said earlier he was restless, so mm. he's gone for a walk. Sees so smashed glass and a ring, or it could be ice and a ring—I don't know. There was just some stuff on the floor. <laughs> Didn't really get the meaning behind this. Um, then we go home again. And Will and Dad, it's 3am and they have another soliloquy together.
1: Yeah, talking about death, which at this point I'm thinking about Will's dad like, God's sake man, call open minds. You're quite clearly depressed.
0: Yeah, this man is not happy. Isn't yeah. He? Um, Please talk to someone. Then Will confronts his dad about the carnival. Because... Earlier, like his dad had a flyer, and earlier we saw him put it in the fireplace. Will saw him put him in the fireplace. Yep. Will, so Will asks him about the carnival because Will's just been, and his dad kind of avoids answering any questions about the carnival. And I'm like, why? At this point, he doesn't know anything about the carnival.
1: He does in hindsight. So right. there's a bit of a library a lot later on with a bit where I believe you've already told me you've hardly made any notes.
0: <laughs> no, I, I did tell you before that I hadn't made any notes, but it was getting so complicated. I thought if I'm going to remember any of this, I'm going to have yeah. to write it down.
1: So there's a scene in the library a lot, lot later on where he says to Mr. Dark about how he's rolled into town before. And yeah. that's... Um, dark new will's dad's
0: dad so you think this was foreshadowing of that day? yes all right okay yeah that's exactly go- what it was i'll go with that yeah um so next morning at the carnival everything seems pretty normal um
1: it's a bit like hall fair
0: going back a minute to this bit with will and his dad yep there's a very there's a thing that runs through this film and i think it must be partly to do with the amount of editing and recutting and reshooting that they had to do but every time something scary happens the boys run away and it's almost like they instantly get over it like they've had this really traumatic experience in the carnival he runs home and then just has a conversation with his dad about Mm. death and goes to bed and this happens every single time they run away or even like they get led away by the bad guys and as soon as they've gone into another room they're just like okay I'm fine now
1: this Disney film is shit because the kids don't have PTSD
0: exactly Dad clearly does. Dad's got PTSD to share with everybody at this point. No, he's not.
1: He's probably just got dementia because he's old.
0: <laughs> and his heart's going. <laughs> He'll be dead. Uh, yeah, so the next morning, Carnival's normal. Um, the barman um, rings the bell. Um, one of these ones with the hammer where you've got to try and ring the bell. Yep. And gets a free wins a free pass to the mirror maze. Um, and as soon as he looks in the mirror, he sees himself with all four limbs... Which uh, so something sinister is happening there?
1: Sinister, sinister, and spooky. <laughs>
0: the note I put was, "Well, he ain't coming out again, is he?" <laughs>
1: no, probably not.
0: <laughs> then um, we no, see he's going to go get legless. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and we see
1: from oh. for Meme's customer now, like,
0: <laughs> oh dear. Then we see um... no,
1: just going out on a limb here. Oh,
0: sure, Chris, <laughs> that's enough <laughs> puns for one day. Then we see um, ugly as fuck teacher coming out Yeah. Um, and she's acting all weird and spaced out, but we don't really know why. Mm. Then we see the barber who's at the fortune tellers <laughs> and the fortune tellers like, you're horny.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, and he's right there rubbing his lap going. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. I don't know how she could possibly have figured no. that out. Like that's, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, and then we see the tobacco, the she, Well, she just basically tells him he's going to get what he wants. Eventually,
1: you're gonna get a right old shag. I, yeah. I think he has like gives him a like free ticket to the saucy lady show.
0: Yeah. Then uh, we see the tobacconist. He wins a hundred thousand dollars on a game. Yep. Um, and a Cuban cigar rolled on the thigh of a hot lady. Oh, how did they know that yep. that's what he was after?
1: You know what else he was after? What? A ride on a Ferris wheel.
0: Yeah. So he gets on the Ferris wheel with some sexy lady.
1: I feel like they front loaded that prize a bit. <laughs> Yeah, it's like if you're like on Bruce's prices, right? Like you've won this boat and this can of beans.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and then um, when the wheel spins back round again, the lady gets off, but the tobacconist tobacconist is nowhere to be seen, (laughs) and he's never seen again. No, no. Bye, bye. Then, (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then there's a freak show that we pass as well. Yep. Um, Unlike. mobile, we actually get to see a bit of it, though.
1: We do, yeah. I'd say we could have spliced this bit between as well. well is this a sequel to Mobile, do you reckon? I think it
0: probably is. Um,
1: well, like the X-rated version.
0: Yeah. Um, we get to see a few people with dwarfism at this point, um, who actually get quite a big role. They tend to be in... They don't get much to say, but they're, they're yeah. sort of the goons, aren't
1: they? Yeah, and again, jumping well ahead, I think we're really effective. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, obviously, it's not that politically correct to say, but you know, that sort of thing can be, you know, having small people like that, like, percent like that, can be quite freaky, especially back then. You know,
0: yeah. They're they're quite good li- good actors. These two, though. Yes, like... they
1: are. Yeah, I'm about to say, they certainly play a lot bigger than what they are. It, yeah, it, it has to be said. You know, you know, really good job. Considering, like, literally, got no lines of dialogue or anything.
0: Yeah, and we also see a bearded lady, which is just a man in a dress. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed; like, pretty obvious.
1: Um, I mean, what, a bearded lady?
0: But um, this is the scene where we learn that Jim likes titties because he's having a look through the little peep hole. Yeah, um,
1: everyone's horny in this time.
0: Everyone's fucking horny. What is it about pumpkins, Chris? <laughs>
1: Well, you cut a hole in him. And... No, no, never mind, never mind, never mind, never mind.
0: Yeah, so there's a little peep hole that he's looking through at the exotic dancers, and the bar, <laughs> the barber's inside, basically having a seizure whilst he's being <laughs> whilst he's being stroked by all of these women.
1: Yeah, I'm surprised he just didn't have to hold a kind of whipped cream and just like press on it at the right time. And, uh...
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, I go he drives like very really long car through a tunnel and... <laughs> and then, like... in front of a smokestack. <laughs> As a hamster goes
0: through its tube. <laughs> but then like suddenly he's naked amongst all these women, like his clothes completely disappear. I just don't idea ideas
1: like got this like tear off suit, like
0: <laughs> But as well, like he's not the only person in there. There's like an audience that he gets up from and then like apparently he's just gonna shag these women in front of everybody. If it's, like... as,
1: if it's as horny as he is, I don't think you actually care. <laughs> he's
0: he's literally vibrating with excitement, isn't he? It's really odd. It's a bit much. No,
1: wait, no, that's just a separate vibrator he's got.
0: <laughs> yeah. But one of the dwarves um, tells um, the kids to run away. Yeah. Go away and we'll, you know, come back another time um, when you're older. And uh, there's the we see the building for the carousel, but that's closed. So they sneak inside Yep. Um, and they get onto the ride, but are picked up by another goon called Mr. Cougar.
1: And then Mr. Dark appears as well. Yeah, it tells him it's closed, and he shows off his magic wrist.
0: Yeah, he's got tattoos that uh, move, and yeah. it's a bit like a kaleidoscope. So I think this is pretty much the most CGI we get in this film. But it's it
1: is in the end. I, I think it's a really cool effect. Yeah, it does look good. Yeah, they they don't play on it as much as they could have done. No, you know, theoretically, if you've got this, you could like literally camouflage and stuff like that. But we never expand upon it.
0: No, it's a missed opportunity, isn't
1: yeah, it? Yeah, I reckon so. Because if it's is risk, I can do it. And the- theoretically, it's, it should be his whole body.
0: Is this something that you remember from the books?
1: Uh, yeah, it is described. Right. But obviously, again, in the novel, they don't really play up that much.
0: Yeah. But he, but this guy, Mr. Dark, he says, you know, go away, but here's some tickets to come back when it's operational. Yeah. Um, and Jim has the idea of let's hide until it's sundown and then uh, we can see what's going on. Because he bets that basically some freaky shit's going to happen around here.
1: And lo and behold...
0: Yeah, so they wait behind. The carousel Um, actually spins in reverse and Mr Cougar is riding it and when it stops he's turned into a little kid. Yeah. So the kids run into town at this point and th- this again, they sort of instantly forget the, uh, the trauma of
1: what they've just seen. Well, as we pointed out, they are seen... Because they are seen, yeah, one yeah. of the recurring things that does happen, which does annoy me slightly is they're perfectly undercover, no one's going to find them, and then will goes, "No or wait or ah! yeah, and then everyone like turns on and what sees them, just like, "Well, we've got to kill you now because you've seen too much.
0: What it is though, Chris, is you know will. Because he's the Milky Bar kid, he's strong and tough. And only the best is good enough. So, in his mind, he can defeat anybody because the Milky Bars are on him. Did you write that down? No, I've just thought of that right now. <laughs> <laughs> you mean you don't remember the Milky Bar song?
1: I remember the first one and a half Half lines.
0: The Milky Bars are on me!
1: Hmm. My brother used to claim he was a Milky bar kid.
0: I had really blonde hair as a kid. I kind of looked like him. Didn't... Yeah, I all my my brother has, had like really dark hair. <laughs> Don't know why he claimed that. Do you remember the rumours about the kid from the Frosties advert killing himself? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> that was a bit, a few years later on. Yeah. But it turned out that was all bollocks. He hadn't really. No. Because, um. He's going great. He's going great. Carry on, something, you know something,
1: it. Something, something on my plate. Even though you know you eat some in bowls, well, idiot.
0: I never thought of that. Yeah, you don't. You don't eat frosties on a plate, do you? Yeah. Shit. Like, Mind blown. Blown. You like
1: it? Eat it with a knife and fork, it right, As well.
0: It was one of those things that was absolutely a rumor. And what they do is they, when when they know a role like that is going to be absolutely cringe and embarrassing, they film it. For instance, in like New Zealand for the UK market, so the kid will never find out about it but obviously in the the modern age of youtube and stuff i don't think that works anymore yeah that's how they used to do it back in the noughties
1: is this like how um all these celebrities used to uh adverts in japan because they're never seen but they could actually like completely take a piss and like basically let the hair loose because with the knowledge of no one would ever see it
0: ichiban lipstick for men (laughs) 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 So they go past the teacher's house, and we can see through the window that the teacher's in there with somebody else. Yes. Um, which the kids decide is freaky because she's ugly and there would never be any visitors at her house.
1: No baby will ever come out of her.
0: Yeah. So um, they basically ask her, you know, knock on the door and ask her if she's okay. And she says, Meet my nephew, Robert. And it's the child version of Mr. Cougar. Yes. Um, which obviously is not
1: right. No. Looks well, like something straight
0: out of Goosebumps. And again, like, the kids must know that's who this is, but they barely react to it? Um, No, I think we're just trying to keep a straight face
1: here, because no, it's he's, he's dangerous. I don't but think... They, the they, ed- they got a good look at him yeah. before the left though, so he knows what it looks like, and obviously he knows that Miss Foley with a child would be weird.
0: Again, I don't know if it's the editing or what, but the I don't feel like these things come across very well. Like, I get that, obviously, in this situation the kids will be trying to play it cool, but it comes across as them just not caring. Like, we don't get much of a you know, we don't get a side-eye to each other and... I don't know. Just like, it just feels but It's not scooby
1: do isn't it? You're well, not, no. Not, but one's
0: not going like, to go, right! I know. Robert! I don't know. Mm. But then Mr. Cougar follows them out of the house um, and picks up a rock and smashes the teacher's window. Um, and and
1: runs away, so Will and Jim get the blame for it. Yeah. They don't really build upon this. No, they don't. Yeah, no, but this bit was a bit pointless, in all fairness. Yeah. Because I thought the idea would be, well, I'm not going to believe them because they're hoodlums, but they don't... It's never brought up again. Not They, really ne- played, they never
0: react with a teacher after this, do they? No, no, they don't. Um, but they run into... Um... Will's dad and then we go back to Jim's house. This is where she's entertaining a gentleman. Yes. Um, so she's having a dance in the living room and Jim comes back and gets very weirded out um, and then he, he talks to his mum. What, about the...
1: leaving windows open, cold-blooded yeah. and
0: a bit more about his dad as well. Yeah, he talks to his mum about his dad and says, you know, how how are we similar? Um, and, you know, his mum says that they look a Identical, yeah, and
1: same hair, same eyes, everything. Says
0: the very creepy line of, like, "Once you're you're dead, once you're gone, your dad will be dead forever, or some shit." Okay, like again, it's very lyrical and not like people speak.
1: (laughs) Mm, Nah, not really. It's atmospheric, though.
0: Well, it is very atmospheric, but I I think
1: I mean, so far, I think you're not really appreciating the atmospherics of a film
0: i think that's fair to say yes i am yeah. not enjoying
1: the atmosphere i think you have to be in a certain mood of it i mean to be fair this on this viewing it wasn't most ideal of circumstances because i watched it an hour before work this morning and like half an hour before i had to come here yeah but this is very much a turn off the lights sort of film
0: yeah i don't know not my cup of tea
1: it definitely has that atmosphere about it, which I really, really love, and I think more films need to have this sort of atmosphere.
0: Okay, you're entitled to your opinion.
1: But is it wrong, Tim?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's definitely wrong. Yeah. <laughs> but then we, yeah, we go back to Will and Dad for another heart to heart. Just what I needed.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Did you know, Tim? What? That Will's dad is old as fuck.
0: <laughs> yes, I was aware. Yeah, some some a little bird told me. Uh, so I think this is a scene as well where we
1: establish that the reason why Will's dad feels very, very old is because when Will was about four years old, he was swimming in a river and started struggling and started to drown. Yeah. Now, because Will's dad is old as fuck, therefore he has arthritis and his bones don't work, probably, (laughs) Uh, Jim's dad had to jump in and save him instead.
0: Well, no, um, Will's dad actually explained in this bit that he was never taught to swim himself by his dad. So, Will's granddad never taught Will's dad how to swim, and that's why he couldn't save him.
1: They never had water back in the 17th century.
0: (laughs) Well, he said, like, something to do with, oh, my dad didn't believe in teaching boys how to swim. And I was like, that doesn't sound like a generational thing. That just sounds like your dad's a weirdo. Because, like, swimming's always been a boy thing. Always.
1: Maybe his dad was a horse. Like,
0: (laughs) water! No! He'd rather just kick him over the uh over a stream with his back legs, yeah like he were in American football. <laughs> call back
1: well he's got a gus in there. you still need to get that uh computer war tennis shoes reference in though.
0: This film was as shit as the computer war tennis shoes. well done, thank you, yep, I'll go home now, <laughs> right,
1: so uh, we go back to Mrs. Foley, the teacher, who looks in the mirror and wow, she's beautiful now. She's a generic blonde woman, smiling away like she looks like an Ardman man animation where her teeth go out yep. and smile. Cracking phrase, Gromit.
0: <laughs> Wendelline's windows. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Wendelline's walls, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but then as soon as she becomes beautiful, she then becomes blind. Did you pick up on that?
1: I did, yeah. I was just thinking, what what does she like masturbate if you're if you're slim, suddenly get blind or something, what's going on there? So I think I think the idea it's like It's that of, typical
0: deal with the devil thing, isn't it? You get that thing you've always wanted, but at a cost.
1: Yes. Yeah, um which again is established later on, so it's sort of like an ironic punishment going on here. Yeah. Worried about look so much.
0: Then Jim... how
1: ironic after a life of enjoying being able to see
0: Yeah, then Jim and Will are going back to the carnival um, and Jim Jim's reasoning is he wants to get on the carousel see got taking it forwards will make him get older because he wants to be older and I was like right okay what in this film so far has made us Give us a reason for Jim to want to get older. The only thing I could think of was he had that conversation with his mum where they got really into the fact that he looked like his dad. Does he want to shag his mum? Oh.
1: Yeah, you know what? That's probably a of explanation. Honestly,
0: when he said it, I was like, why the fuck are we... Nothing else in this film so far has given us any reason to have for Will to want to be an older person. He's not given us any...
1: Okay, so back in the book again, I'm sure this is the explanation, this is more one of those, you know, like how when we were children, stuff would happen, and we think it's like the end of the world, and all oh, if we were adults, you know, yeah, we could handle this, you know, we'd be all sensible and stuff in the world would make sense, yeah. instead of, you know, the exact opposite happening, um... Yeah, I've, so I think there's that sort of logic in the book, right? But they so don't really convey it that well here. They
0: they can save everyone from the carnival if they're old, I kind of thing. exactly, yes.
1: Right. Because I know later on in the library they say, "Oh, uh, we wanted to tell people, but we won't believe us because we're children."
0: But without them saying that out loud, yeah, it's literally like Jim's Jim at this point. All we know about him, he's got an absent father that ran away to be an adventurer. His his mum shags around mm. like i mean
1: they again back to the book they do build up their characters so worlds like this ray of sunshine and all this lot and the goody goody <laughs> yeah and and jim's this miserable goth bugger who listens to joy division the and nine inch nails
0: so the jughead was a good uh example it then. was yeah
1: actually <laughs> <laughs> he, he is basically jughead
0: yeah but um this is what i mean like this film clearly like doesn't know what to take from the book and what to throw away. Yeah. These are things that should be in and then there's the whole plots with mum and stuff that don't go anywhere and it's it's very much book bloat. Mm. Like a good example is um the Harry Potter films of how to adapt a novel because like Kirsty only read the Harry because she's a massive Harry Potter fan from seeing the films. Yeah. She only read them for the first time a couple of years ago and she was shocked like at like whole characters that are cut from like the films because they're not you know that even though the books get very heavy and dense by the end mm. the team at Warner Brothers and J.K. Rowling were very good at knowing exactly what to keep and what to get rid of and I don't feel like we've had the same treatment for this um
1: oh give you that. But I think this is more a result of the uh, test screenings and everything not going that well. Yeah. And Disney having to add stuff in, take stuff out. I think that's where the mess happens. I assume the original is a lot more faithful to the book which may be a problem as you say a a, a possible book bloke there but i think that's where the inconsistency occurs
0: i would be really interested to see what the first cut cuts yeah yeah yeah, i'd be interested to see what the first cut is like compared to this but you know it's hard enough to find this fucking cut there
1: (laughs) (laughs) i have to go on demonoid or something like that for this for the original cut
0: yeah I don't know what that is, but yeah.
1: <laughs> maybe Kazaa, or LimeWire.
0: <laughs> oh, oh. oh, that is going back, in it? Winemex. <laughs> Anything that w- you could have a black background with lime green text. Oh, that was the times. That takes me back. I love that kind of aesthetic. Oof. That's why I always have Twitter on night mode. I prefer it. <laughs> anyway. That's why
1: you just have Matrix on repeat on the TV. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, are we... They go back out again and go to the carousel where Mr. Dark has the lightning rod salesman strapped to an electric chair. He
0: does. And he's um, interrogating him, asking when the lightning is next due. And this guy's just like, I'm a fucking salesman, mate. I don't know. Mm. The ring woman. Yes. the,
1: the, the, The lady from the ice coffin of death.
0: She slowly walks towards him. And uh, he sees her, and he's like, "Oh my god, she's so beautiful!" And uh, Mister Dark's like, "She can be your bride," and all this. So he's kind of using this woman's, this dead woman's sexuality to get an answer from Tom Fury. It's very weird.
1: Maybe that's necrophilia.
0: Maybe he's
1: found his kink. <laughs> uh,
0: oh yeah,
1: it's... it's very frying. Basically, I think this is the first ever Disney film with. Uh live el- electric chair execution yeah. from electric chair going
0: then as they as the two kids run out in shock um we see a guillotine cut off the head of will
1: yeah this is random as fuck
0: yeah so will basically sees himself getting guillotined and again like barely reacts to it <laughs> <laughs> um the, and the, mr dark t- says to um the woman that the boys have seen too much so he must bring them she must bring them to him. Yep. And we see some green mist dissipate from her ring. Mm. So the ring is the source of her evil powers. Um, and when we go back to Will's house, um, Mum, te- his mum's telling him off. He tells him to go to- up to bed. Um, he has yet another cryptic conversation with his dad. Was I'm my- old, son. I'm old. <laughs> Was my grandpa a good man? Uh, and then shit about devils. I don't know. Uh, then the storm rolls in with the green mist involved. The ceiling cracks and spiders start pouring in.
1: Fucking spiders.
0: Yeah. Um, and then there's lightning and the kids wake up. And for a split second, I thought they had aged because of the carnival or some kind of mystical powers. Because when they scream, it's like a proper, like, balls dropped, voice cracking yeah. scream. And they look way older. Turns out. This whole sequence was filmed about two years after yes, because of all of the reshoots. So it wasn't supposed to be, but it was clear that these kids had aged in real life. When we looked at Jughead, I didn't realise he was the same kid for the first few seconds. So... As soon as I read this, after watching it, I was like, oh, right. So
1: instead of the, you you know, screaming like, ah, you got
0: oh! <laughs> yeah, you really do. Yeah. And it's really
1: odd. Um, like his balls drain across the floor, he gets out of bed, he's aged that much.
0: Yeah, so we've seen the green mist arrive, which has caused the spiders, and then these kids wake up and it was all a dream. Mm. How was this a successful way of this woman getting these kids to the carnival? She was told by her boss, get these kids to the carnival, so she throws spiders at them in their own house. That was her plan. And then it turns well, out I it mean, was a dream.
1: Well, the uh, flyers didn't work, did they? So...
0: <laughs> well, then the...
1: maybe short of a flyers from 360 online print. <laughs> <laughs> they, haven't, they haven't arrived yet. Um, I put the flyer up on Instagram because it's really good. I, I, I should probably get them printed off anyway. I should probably just use the printer at work when no one's looking.
0: Oh, I, f- I forgot to tell you. Of the two podcasts that I'm off to see recorded at the podcast festival... That
1: you saw eight weeks ago.
0: Uh, yeah, it will be by the time this comes out, yeah. Um, one of them's cancelled.
1: Oh, fucking hell. After
0: I'd already bought my uh, trip down to London. And oh, shit. But it's fine. I'm just going to go and see a play or something or a musical I instead. Can, I can recommend you some wrestling ones. I'm sorry, I'm not going to a wrestling show on my own.
1: If if, if there's no no, uh, wrestling podcasts. Oh, right. If there's that how-to wrestling one, because, you know, you had the idea originally for podcasts, are you watching wrestling? I was like, well, there's already quite a successful one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're they're doing their favour. It's a They're weird, quite it's
0: one of those things where it calls itself a podcast festival, but it spread out over like three weeks. So it, oh, right. it's mm. probably not the same time. It's not like you get, you know, you don't pay for a ticket for the whole thing and then you can go see what you want. It's, right. Uh, so, um, yeah, the, it was one of the guys who is a host. He's managed to get himself an acting gig and had to cancel like half of the Live tours for the next year. Nice. So he's done a good job of pissing everybody off. But, you know, good for him. Mm. I don't care. Well, I do care a little bit.
1: Well, I had a show, I had a wrestling show. You never want to mention. Oh, yeah, you were mad last night, weren't you? In the cave. Got cancelled.
0: I thought that I'd been and gone.
1: No, no, that was supposed to be this Sunday, which obviously I was a podcast about eight weeks ago now.
0: I was going to say, because there's been. Because obviously I follow a few of your wrestling mates on Twitter and stuff. Yeah. And I've seen loads of pictures of wrestling it, like being set up in a cage. Yeah, yeah. So
1: they've just not bothered. So what's... No, what's happened... Well, skirting around it, and this is really old news now, so apologies. Yeah. I don't <laughs> think anyone any wrestling fans is doing this anyway. Um, so there's a particular license, apparently, you need to perform that sort of show... Like I think for Devils ass in Castleton, which was supposed to take place, they've got licenses for like screening films and such. Right. But, but I think Rescuing falls under like a more sport, athletic type of license because right. it's like dangerous stunts not all yeah. that lot. Yeah, and they didn't have it, and they have been grasped by well, if they didn't know they had the wrong one, wrong one. Right, basically they've been grasped by someone nameless. I, I, I can only say it's possibly a rival company operating in Sheffield who really? are, who who were pissed off uh, because, because the, they
0: had the idea before them
1: <laughs> no um there's this weird thing and it used to happen in the old days British wrestling before I got into it where someone would feel aggrieved if basically if I ran a show in Grinsby and there's already a company in Grinsby and someone else tried to run it I'd think I'd have exclusive rights to run wrestling shows in Grimsby, which is just really bizarre logic. Right. Okay. So, so this company, which has been running longer, seems to think we have exclusivity to Sheffield. <laughs> so they've decided to, <laughs> but and, and it's not the first time we've done that as well. Yeah. C- because I'm friends with the uh, promoter yeah. there, and um, yeah, it's not the first time we've done it either. So, but but the other time, everything has squeaked clean. Just this time, it's been a technicality with licenses. That's. Co- pro- I should say cancellation. That's kind uh, of like postponed. fair
0: enough, but also very petty at the same time, It is, it? <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: So, yeah, massive shame.
0: What a shame. Cancellations. I really wanted to see someone jump and get stuck on a spiky bit of rock and have to be scraped off the scene. Yeah. I'll want... say that as if I was going to go. I wanted to see a bat interfere in a match. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so um, we, estab- we get a nice establishing shot that it must be Sunday because they're all at church but that's literally all that scene's for, isn't
1: it? You mm. could have a scene of a eating roast dinner instead.
0: I know, but, you know, whatevs. Then, mm. uh,
1: Some Tidy pods, you know?
0: We see a... Oh, I really want a roast dinner now.
1: Yeah, I do. <laughs>
0: Sorry. Thanks.
1: Shall we cook a roast dinner? I, I don't care. Do you it's know what? half is... nine on a Thursday night. <laughs> Let's do it.
0: i tell you what, though. It's so close to being roast dinner weather again, isn't it? That's the only thing about <laughs> the summer. You <laughs> can't... Is...
1: Try to add to my parents. I've had roast dinners all summer again. Have you? Yeah.
0: Oh, jealous. It's that kind of thing, because I'm the guy that cooks. Mm. Like, I would love to have a roast dinner every bloody week, but there's no chance I'm cooking a roast dinner when it's hot, because it's just too much. Mm. But, uh, yeah, we're getting close to that weather again.
1: I mean, we've hit that weather now, it's October, remember?
0: Oh, yes, of course. Um, All the leaves have dropped. It's uh, two degrees every day. It's wet. I keep having to scrape up all the shitty apples that have fallen off our tree. Yeah, And... uh, we're very lucky where we are down this, because uh, we're down like a private lane kind of thing. We never get any trick or treaters ever. Good. So that's good. And then like, when I lived in York, I used to live in a flat, so I never got any trick or treaters there either. I always buy some stuff in though, just in case.
1: Well, like a shotgun.
0: <laughs> We've got an air rifle. <laughs> I should do that, shouldn't I? Just like stand at the door with the air rifle. Anyway, yeah. So there's a parade on. Uh, from the carnival, and the, basically it's just so that they can search for these kids. Uh,
1: a find wool and gym parade.
0: Yeah, they've even got two um, very nicely disguised um, kids' coffins that yeah. they're just dragging around with
1: them. Um, it's just like Cleethorpes carnival, really. Pretty much. Yeah. I'm surprised they didn't have a, like a float to like save Sydney Park or something. It's as depressing as a
0: Cleethorpes carnival, isn't yeah. it? But the teacher from before, she's in the parade. Rodman is like on a. Sort of thrown, thrown being carried. For some reason. The kids are hiding in the sewer so no one can find them. There's some nice clean sewers. They are, aren't they? If, yeah. yeah, they're in there with their Sunday best on, but they're all fine. I could live there. Jim's mum is above them. Yes. And one of the guys with dwarfism whispers something to her mm. but we don't really find out.
1: He gives her a ticket as well. Oh, that's
0: it, yeah. He gives her a ticket. Yep. And it's I think
1: But we don't know why.
0: It could be that it, he basically said your, your um, husband's going to come back if you if you, were if you, right, if yeah. you meet him at the carnival yeah. for later on. Um, which I've
1: got that bit. At first of all, I thought he said, I'm horny, here's a ticket.
0: <laughs> More than likely, everyone's horny. Yeah. The tavern is empty and closed, which is really odd. Um,
1: because there's still money in the register.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to say in the banana stand. Then.
1: <laughs> there's always <laughs> money in the banana stand. <laughs>
0: I've seen loads of people tweeting a lot of Arrested Development stuff because of all of the Brexit bullshit that's going on today. It's been yeah. very funny. But we'll we'll not talk about that because that's going to date everything even more. We'll probably be out of the EU by the time this probably. comes
1: out, or maybe we're not. Who knows? Probably out of fucking Earth, at the rate right we're going.
0: <laughs> well, this might not ever air. We might have been nuked before then. Spreaker itself's not in England. As soon, as soon as I've put it online, it's there. Oh, good. <laughs> I'm assuming it's not in England. Shut up, Tim. I'm, I'm getting very chatty tonight. Because
1: you don't want to talk about the film.
0: That's ex- exactly. Yeah, so, um, yeah, Dad is in the tavern, finding it very odd. Mr. Dark comes in, looking for the two boys, asks Will's dad. Yeah. Um,
1: Just general nonsense around.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he's proper child catcher quality, this, isn't is is, yeah. These children have won prizes, but obviously, Dad's having none of that shit. He knows what's going like,
1: on. Like, one prize is two tickets to enter my life. <laughs>
0: uh, so, Dark tries to show Dad by what the kids look like because he's tattoos, he's got them tattooed <laughs> on his palms. And it's like, who the fuck is going to trust a man with these children tattooed on his palms? Like,. Especially when it's your own child. Yeah.
1: Um, Gary Glitter,
0: maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is... I know mean, we we say the word nonce way more than we should for this podcast. Probably but, for a Disney podcast, I feel yeah, this yeah. is very apt at this it point. It is, yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Um, so dad lies to him, but... Um,
1: Unfortunately for him, he, he tries to give the kids uh, false names, but he already knows the names exactly. Yeah. And uh, Will's dad basically says, yeah, my name is Charles Holloway. Yeah. Gives the game up basically.
0: And then uh, daddy sees um, the barman turns up, but he's a child and has all his limbs. Yes. Um, so that's
1: spoopy. At least he's got all his limbs back. Yeah. And he's got the rest of his life ahead of him, so it can't be all bad. <laughs>
0: um, so this is
1: not some kind of second world war he could lose his limbs yeah. in. That'd be stupid. <laughs> Spoilers. <wouldn't it>? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry.
0: But. Um, Will manages to signal his dad, and dad obviously knows that shit's going down now. So yeah. he, he says to the kids to come to the library at night. So we go to the library.
1: It's a nice library.
0: It is a nice library. Very posh. I thought it was their house in the first time we went in there.
1: Mm. I, I wish we had a library like this anywhere.
0: I haven't been to Grimsby Library in mil- millennia. Is it any good? I don't know. They've closed three floors of it, I think. Scatha has a library, but it's literally ten books. <laughs> oh, is that the one at the end of the street? Yeah. yeah, it's on the end of our street. I've been in it. Piddly, it's it's smaller than the library we used to have at school.
1: Oh, right, mm. that's not really good. No, there used to be libraries everywhere. Like uh, I used to, there used to be a library that when I lived in New Waltham, That showed up every Friday in a van.
0: Oh, I used to love those kind of libraries. Yeah,
1: they were fantastic. Libraries, they eh? <laughs> uh, <laughs> really
0: show it. Are we Will's dad?
1: Yeah. We're <laughs> oh, old as fuck.
0: I'm old as fuck and my heart's going. My eyes are going. I need me... I've got to put my drops in.
1: Back in my day, we used to have books.
0: <laughs> Back in my day, soap stars could release albums. What other tracks have we got on here? He'll barely rack. He'll barely roll. I mean, that's track one. The
1: problem is when you have it as track one, it's like, well... Are you going to really stick around for the second track, which is called Chattahoochee?
0: The thing is... you. When you put in your only single as track one, you know that's because that's all people are buying your album for. Yeah. <laughs> At least they're honest. You stick it out of the though. You should do. Yeah. People would be bored by then. I remember once on a school trip, I had the... Do you remember the band The Cartoons? Yes. With their hit single, Witch Doctor, the cover <laughs> of Witch Doctor. I remember... I had that on cassette when we were on a school trip once, and the kids were like, all the other kids were like, oh, put that on. And so they thought it was literally just the single, but it was the whole album. <laughs> and uh, everyone got really bored by like three songs in waiting for Witch Doctor to come on. Oh, yeah. Bloody hell. <laughs> and then everyone hated me after that. And I was like, well, that's do with me. You were the ones that wanted me to put it on.
1: I bet you then put on that quiz album.
0: Oh, no. What did it have? It had something really embarrassing on it as well. Oh, I... <laughs> More embarrassing than the cartoons. <laughs> oh, I know what it was. Krista Burr. <laughs> yeah. My parents w- didn't have a particularly wide taste in music as a kid, and the only thing that I that they listened to that I liked was Krista Burr.
1: You are old as
0: fuck. <laughs> I am old as fuck, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Anyway... What happened in the library, Chris?
1: (laughs) Well, they hear some noise and it's Mr. Dark, so the kids go hide, and we finally get the line we've all been waiting for by the pricking of my thumbs, something wicked this way comes.
0: Which is a line from Shakespeare, of course. So I get that, you know, this is a very lyrical, sort of poetic uh, script, and it's, you know. Mm. Got its references to Shakespeare anyway, but I don't know. Don't care.
1: So you've just gone...
0: Well, I'm being dead, I'm being dead, like, thorough and intellectual so, with this. I just don't like it.
1: It should be like, oh, bloody hell, something wicked this way comes, you know. <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> Fucking hell, like...
0: yeah.
1: I don't even know what that accent that is. <laughs> so, uh, Mr. Dark, first, in his uh, monologue, shall we say, tries to bribe... I think it's Jim he tries to bribe by saying, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll make you really old. I'll make you so old you'll look like your dad. I mean, you can shag your mum.
0: <laughs> yeah, he really picks on Jim. Kind of isn't that bothered about Will, considering he's kind of the main character narrat- narrator. Sorry.
1: So back to novel again. Sorry, Tim. <laughs> um, thematically, they draw a lot of parallels between Jim's quite dark outlook on life. Right. With Mr Dark.
0: Yeah, there's a scene later on, or even maybe in this bit, where Mr. Dark basically says that Jim can be his son. Yes. And that's like comes a bit out of the blue, but I'm sure, as you say, that's obviously a bit of bloke yeah. from the novel that's sort of half in and half not.
1: So would Jim like call him Daddy because you know
0: Daddy Darko. If you've been on Pornhub bit... <laughs> We all love a good daddy.
1: Mm.
0: I've actually called him daddy in this specific piece oh, of notes, so yeah. there you go
1: Were you horny for Mr Dark? Obviously This is a bit where we establish that Will's dad doesn't know Mr Dark and all his antics Yes, Apparently Mr Dark is part of the orphan people who come into town and feed on people's nightmares
0: Yes, because we read it in Dad's Dad's Diary from 1891 So this is our date that we have to play with So... I reckon it must be 20s, 30s then. Yeah, because now you've mentioned it, it's obvious that Will's dad remembers it from the previous experience. Yes, so he's remembering
1: it from the 50s back
0: to the 20s. Yeah, so that was what was really confusing me, was that um, the way he reads the book, it's almost like he doesn't remember it, and he's like, oh, my dad had written about this carnival that came, so I wasn't sure if he was alive in 1891... Or not. But I guess he kind of was. Yes. So it's within his lifetime. Then once... Because Mr. Dark tries to bribe Dad by saying he can make him young. And the way he does it is literally he starts pulling years out of the diary. Yeah. And as he's doing it, um, the pages sort of like glow as he's pulling them out. Mm. But he's talking about the 30s. He's saying like... And as he's pulling the pages out, so he gets to 1935 and he says, oh, great year to start a family at your age and starts pulling them out. So this film's set in at least the 40s. And I thought this felt... I don't think,
1: you know, when he starts counting numbers, is that what you mean? Yeah. I think that's just his age.
0: Oh. So,
1: no, so what he's doing right, is, I get you. is playing hardball, so he's saying, I'll turn you back to 30, and then when he refuses to say, okay, fine, only 31, 32, 33, so he's like, right. running, literally running out the clock for Will's dad. I, I get you now. To, to make him agree. Right. And apparently here, 40 is old as fuck.
0: Well, it is, you know. Yeah. Back then it was.
1: Yeah. Good news is, we're still young and hip and with it.
0: Yeah. And then, like, um, Mr. Dark tells Will that his mam had rode the carousel. But then it turns out that this is just him talking bollocks, like, to try and...
1: <laughs> I thought you about to say, oh, well, that's what he called his cock. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Everyone's horny in this film. Yeah, I'm horny. <laughs> Absolutely everybody. And then Mr. Dark climbs up the bookcase to find the kids. And then we see Will's mum out the window and he's just like, oh, your mum's fine. It must have been Jim's mum that was at the carnival. <laughs> and he's just like, he's just making any old shit up now. Like, yeah. He's just lying. <laughs> like, lol.
1: I do like how like, they're looking intently. Like, where is he? Where is he? Oh, I think we're safe. And they'll he they literally manages to climb the whole bookcase and we don't feel him until we drag him out.
0: Yeah. And then he, then Mr. Dark's like, you, uh, you have a new mum now anyway, Jim. And it's that weird lady turns up with the
1: ring. With a ring.
0: Um, and he tell, Mr. Dark tells them to, her to shut them up. Um, and we see all sorts of mist again.
1: Mm. That does shut them up, though.
0: Yeah. And then uh, Dad kind of is alive, not alive. So he's like, make him feel like death once he's on the floor. Yeah. And so then,
1: you slowly age him, kill him. Yeah. Which, you know, won't take long. And then, because he's old,
0: this is another bit where it's like the tone, the kids aren't acting right for the tone of the scene. So basically, they just walk out with Mister Dark and this woman. They're not shown to be under any kind of duress or any kind of spell. Um, no, they just leave. And I'm sure that you're about to tell me something from the book.
1: No, you're right. I think there's something in here that they missed.
0: Yeah, and they don't look scared. They don't look worried. They literally just, it's like he's taking them on a school trip. I think they are he's... meant to be
1: hypnotised in some way.
0: But they didn't show it. At no. I, well, you...
1: it's a sort of blank faces. But... Mm, yeah. So so uh, Will's dad is okay, though. He somehow manages to go, oh, hang on a minute. Yeah. Best go rescue the kids first before I die of old age. So
0: he runs all the way to the carnival. Yeah,
1: it was a nice little uh, callback. So he runs across like the cemetery and the fields, and all that. A lot of that. the kids were running through early on. So maybe mm-hmm. he's not old at heart.
0: Oh yeah, that's a good point. I didn't think of that. Yeah. yeah, very nice. Or maybe he is thirty inside now, thirty-five or whatever. He doesn't look it. He looks fucking old.
1: Yeah, looks more like ninety-five. Yeah, so he
0: runs into the mirror maze.
1: Surprised there wasn't a stairlift through that field to get him across, <laughs>
0: <laughs> or a grave for him to just fall in because he's ready for it.
1: <laughs> just like a big
0: neon sign saying, "Here you go." <laughs> Why <are> yours, Ebenezer? <laughs> <laughs> so dark. Once he's in the mirror maze, dark is basically just showing him all what's happened to all the townsfolk. Yep, and saying, you know, oh, they've had all these things happen to them, and you write in that like. Most of them just seem fine, like Mm. especially the barman. He's he's young again and he's got all his limbs. Where's the problem with that? Nothing. No, Um, the tobacconist is apparently having a nice time or something. Like I don't remember. It's very maybe
1: maybe this is one great big allegory against plastic surgery. (laughs) Yeah, probably. Like yeah, you can improve yourself, but beauty is on the inside.
0: Yeah, except half the people seem to be doing all right. Randy Man is being Randy and having some shags. That's good.
1: Yeah, about to say,
0: But it's, yeah, so it seems very I inconsistent think, with what happens to these people. Like, I think within all
1: the Shakespearean dialogue is the fact that they've all sold their souls and I've had some sort of ironic punishment to them. So I guess with the Barman, he's got his limbs but he's now young. We can't exactly use his football skills anymore, can he? Because he's a bit too young to do that.
0: Oh dear, what a shame.
1: And I don't know, the barman, I know his knob fell off or something.
0: (laughs) Got syphilis or something. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and then we see a shot of Will in the river um, that was talked about earlier. And Mr. Dark saying, you know, you're a failure, you're a failure. Um, You will drown in your regrets. But then real Will is like banging on another window and he's like, dad, I love you. (laughs) I love you, dad.
1: Bloody love you, Dad. Yeah.
0: So, Dad dad punches this mirror, (laughs) and I literally laughed out loud because it sort of, he just bounces off it. (laughs) (laughs) Bonk. You know, like you expect his fist to go straight through it, but like he does hit it about three times before he gets through. Um, And he pulls the metaphorical will from the river, and they hug it out.
1: Which means that he saved him in real life.
0: Yes. Um, Take that, Jim's dad. Yeah. And lightning strikes, um, the rod seller's rod is glowing, um, which he's holding in his hands. It's been hit by the lightning, so it's full of this weird power. A gang with a penis is... Yeah, it's all very uh, phallic, isn't it? Yes. But he runs into the mirror maze and stabs the witch lady, um, and the mirror maze explodes.
1: The stopping was quite harsh.
0: Yeah, it's full on, but it's really funny. I noticed um you see the first shot is him like running towards the mirror maze. Mm. The second shot is him running towards the camera once he's in the mirror maze and it's the the shot that they use starts with him waiting there's a couple of seconds where he's not ready for the shot to begin. Right. So he's just stood there holding this uh Thing and then someone shouts "Action!" and then he starts running. He's <laughs> like, doo, 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 doo. "Oh yeah, yeah!" Okay. yeah. <laughs> it's really funny if you uh, if you ever rewatch it. Uh, Speaking of violence,
1: I, I just want to go back by about thirty minutes. Okay. Um, just uh, one note that I came across I've got to mention. So when Mister Dark is talking to uh, Will's dad at the carnival, yeah, he squeezes his hand and, and blood drips out.
0: Oh yeah, he does, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that the first time in
1: Disney film there's blood?
0: Probably, especially in a in a live action one. Yeah. Yeah, you're probably right on that one. Yeah, uh, so.
1: that, I can't believe I didn't point that out. I just wanted to go in there. I'll yeah.
0: have to
1: look it up. If, if anyone knows, that's Pod Wham.
0: And because they're actually, the kids are underneath them in the sewer, it drips down Will's face as well, which yeah. is pretty full on for, for this kind of Disney The first Disney, Disney film. film
1: where someone's caught Hepatitis C. <laughs>
0: yeah. Anyway,
1: uh, it, we're back to the end.
0: Back to the end. Dark kidnaps Jim or Will. Jim, yeah, Jim. Takes him to the carousel, but then lightning hits the uh, the carousel. Yeah,
1: so I think um, isn't it where if it's actually moving, we might do some effects. But because it's just not doing anything, it just basically kills Mister Dark.
0: Yeah, he's he ends up riding the carousel forwards for too long, and he turns into a corpse. Yes, that's which again, right. quite quite a good effect. This, I've yeah, got. yeah.
1: About say this is a fantastic the way he ages to do it quite slowly and very yeah. effective. So you
0: and it's you, proper prosthetics, isn't it? Yeah, yeah,
1: it is. And you've got time to like see what happens instead of just I mean, it was quick flash and that's it.
0: And then Jim kind of everyone thinks Jim's dead. So Because Will's, he got hit
1: by the lightning. Yeah,
0: so Will's dad goes really mental and starts running around and jumping up and down on the spot, and then Jim wakes up. I thought this was pretty self-explanatory. So okay. it is explained in dialogue. My brain had shut off by this point, so I'm just like, what is going on?
1: If So the idea was, if they all started crying over him, you know, sadness, regret, all the negative emotions that Mr. Dark feeds off of, Uh, then Ah. it won't help um, Jim whatsoever. But if they're like really happy and all the positivity in the world, uh, then it's going to deflect all the emotions on Mr. Dark and therefore bring him back to life. It's very uh, metaphorical.
0: When your motives are that kind of, what's the word? When your motives are that subtle, I feel like you're, dialogue has to be a bit more overt than it is. I think it, There was a
1: lot of stuff going on at that time. There was lightning going off, there yeah. was mirrors smashing, the funfair was falling apart, like it did in EastEnders that one time.
0: <laughs> uh, it's just, yeah, you you can have either subtle dialogue or a subtle plot, but you can't have both. Mm. And the problem is this film takes everything too loosely, I think. So I, I kept losing, uh, literally losing the plot. Um, yeah. And then. Um,
1: then there's a tornado.
0: Yeah. Tornado collapses the whole carnival. So they're running home and they're all going, hee 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 including dad. So he's. He may look old as fuck, but he's young at heart. Well, he's. Until his heart explodes.
1: Yeah. The end. Now, um, <laughs> he, he's come to realise that. There's no point in dwelling on being old. You might as well live for the moment. Yeah. Motivational speaker speak. And guess. to
0: really uh, hit that home, he pulls out a random harmonica from his pocket and starts playing.
1: He could have used that in some other way earlier on.
0: <laughs> it could have been in the film at least once more than like yeah. right at the end suddenly being in his pocket. <laughs> oh, by the way, I've been carrying this harmonica around the whole fucking film. <laughs> <laughs> but uh,
1: yeah, life, eh? Isn't life wonderful?
0: And da- And then we get... A final narration where it basically boils down to my dad's okay with being old now.
1: Yeah, he died two weeks later of a heart
0: attack. The end. Considering how happy they are at the end, um, you're not all the rest of the town seems to be dead or missing or a baby. Yeah, so I don't know. Shit. What... <laughs> They'll probably all be dead in a week because there's nobody to feed them. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that that was that film. You're
1: welcome. <laughs> So, Tim, what did you think?
0: For all the dissing, I really think there is a good film in there. I totally get where it was coming from. It's trying to do a very specific thing. Yep. I just do not think it reaches that. And I know that there's there were really it was a really troubled um, production. I know that you know obviously there were struggles between ray bradbury the writer and the studio and i do think it's a shame and i do j- i could it was one of those films where although i wasn't enjoying what i was seeing i could see that there was a good film in there but more than that i could see that there was a good novel in there hmm. you could you could tell that the source material is a very revered and and good but it just did not translate for me at all. Okay. Um, in terms of the visuals, there were some interesting special effects, um, but few and far between, split between a lot of boring dialogue, where because of how lyrical, because of how poetic it was in places, as is very clear from my notes, I did not pick up on important bits. And no. at the same time... There are a lot of bits that were not important at all that dragged on for a lot longer than they should have. And also, like, what you tend to find with these sort of projects a lot is, you know, if you have read the book three times, Mm -hmm. you're going to see a lot more from it than I did. And you're going to understand a lot more of it than I did. Um, So I'm... I'm going to be as nice to it as I possibly can, even though I've just slagged it off for, like, an hour and a half.
1: Three gems.
0: I'm going to...
1: No, I've got to give my thoughts first for you, gems. So okay, can, that's true. You yeah. can have a think about it. Okay. What did I think? <laughs> I might introduce some final thoughts here. Okay. Uh, I really enjoyed this. I can overlook for flaws. And not because... I've read the novel and therefore can fill in a lot more of the holes. I just think, atmospherically, for, I'd say, like, a more family-friendly Halloween... Well, a Halloween-time sort of film, I think it nails it perfectly. I think... No, especially if, like, you're a child watching this, you do get that nice sense of, like, it being autumn time, it being... You know Halloween and all that lot, and all the like scares, like the idea of Mister Dark or his henchmen, the idea of like um, everyone that you know and love goes weird, and and I don't describe it. It's just got this really cool atmosphere that I wish I could see. I wish more films had
0: it's definitely unique in its atmosphere and it is tone. yeah so i i do get where you're coming from to be it's
1: be very lazy it's almost david lynch in in a couple of places with that sort kind of atmosphere of, I yeah of... i mean in not like full-blown you know bloody everyone talking backwards and there's coffee glooping everywhere but um Yes, I I enjoyed it. I can see why you didn't enjoy it as much.
0: Well, it's very polite it's, of us both, isn't yeah, it? It's very understanding. It
1: is. and Yeah, because it's also quite a noisy film as well. There's all sorts of information. In, in places, there's information, a lot of information being thrown at you. And then in other places, it's quite quiet, so then you notice when it gets very noisy again. And you probably yeah. need a bit more consistency there, but apart from that, you know,
0: I think consistency is the th- the problem ev- in every aspect, like consistency with the, well, yeah, just <laughs> every part of it, I think, needed to be more consistent. Yep. I'm not going to go into it. I've already been into it.
1: Mm, that's not very consistent of you, is it, Tim?
0: Oh, well, I know. Yeah.
1: Anyway, uh, what gems are you going to give something, uh... I've even forgotten the name of the title something now. Something
0: Wicked This Way Covers.
1: Thanks, Tim. It's very late. It's almost half past nine.
0: <laughs> That's late for us. When you're fucking old, I know.
1: Right, where's my Horlicks?
0: Here we go. It's coming. Here we are. I'm going to stick with what I've written.
1: Drum roll, please.
0: Five. Yeah, miserable sod. <laughs> there were t- there were too many things that were annoying me. <laughs> That's it. Do you know what? It gets five for the fact that I couldn't fucking watch it. <laughs> it, <laughs> we couldn't it, watch doesn't, it. it doesn't want to be watched. And I can see why. I think
1: pirateproxybay.ch works at the minute if you want to download it. Last time I checked there were three seeds and no leeches.
0: I don't know if I can put that in the episode. We might get into trouble.
1: No, by the time this goes, it will change the dress again. Like, it literally, Pirate Bay literally changes the dress every single day. Oh, right. Mm-hmm.
0: We're not big enough for Disney to notice us, anyway. We're not going to get shut down.
1: Oh, are we? Maybe, maybe we that's... probably
0: should. Maybe that could be the
1: That'd be the Crown achievement, wouldn't it? Yeah. A podcast so hot that even Walt Disney has to shut us up.
0: Even Bob Iger gets involved. Yeah. Anyway.
1: Anyway, my gems. Um. I'm going to have to go with an eight.
0: I knew you were going to say that. I mean, right let's have a look I'll, so, put, I'll put it on the board
1: yeah load up the spreadsheet so we can c- continue our countdown and tim's now adding eight plus five it's 13 tim
0: <laughs> i don't do a math
1: no you see you've got four films with 13 how do you determine which order in?
0: i just chuck them in they're all the same so yeah it's... It,
1: aren't you like gonna say well that's a better 13 than that one <laughs> um, that's a 13 about 13 well,
0: well, our 13s then. We've got Heavyweights, Escape to Witch Mountain, The Parent Trap, Something Wicked This Way Comes. And I kind of think that's fair to go with those. They're not bad. They're not great. I mean, if you want
1: an order, it'll be Escape to Witch... Uh, it'll be... No, what did I give it? It'll be Something Wicked, followed by Escape to Witch Mountain, followed by Parent, parent trap, trap, followed, followed by, by Heavyweights. Weights. There yeah. we go.
0: I think that's pretty pretty okay
1: if we're being honest nothing's gonna ever beat what's at top so no
0: but we are now what are we on we've got three more films to plug in there and then we get our top 20 well what are we doing top five and bottom five yes we are
1: Um, shut up
0: Okay, so if people wanted to, f- oh no, we've got to talk about what's next, haven't we?
1: We do indeed. Oh,
0: and we've got a special episode next, haven't we?
1: I think so. I can't remember what order we're in now.
0: Um, so next week we are going to have a guest. on. Oh. Well, I keep saying next week, but next fortnight. Next whenever fortnight. Come out.
1: Sometime in November. Yes. Hopefully.
0: Yes, it is definitely next time. So on our next episode, we have. A special guest, um, Mark Adams, will be joining us from the podcast Geek of the Week. And the film that he has chosen for us is The Cat from Outer Space.
1: Well, it's got cats in it, so I'm all in on this.
0: This feels like a very clickbait title. I'm sure it will end up being so.
1: If it turns out to be a panda from Middlesbrough, I'm going to be very angry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a fossilised cat turd (laughs) is found on a lunar module in space. Yep. We'll never see a cat. We'll never see any aliens. We'll just see this turd. And uh, there'll be a lot of casual racism. And and a car chase. And
1: there'll be a lot of paperwork from NASA. Both Uh, of
0: the cat's parents will be dead. So yes, where can people find you on the internet, Chris?
1: You can find me on the internet on twitter at kidwol that's s w o l
0: and you've got a website now so you've committed to that name for a little while
1: yes, the <laughs> same but dot com
0: and the you can find me at TimblesRH on twitter, and our official twitter for the podcast is podwam, and we also have Instagram, which is at without a mouse, and you can email us at without a mouse no. <laughs> Without a mass at gmail.com. Yep. Oh, and we had some feedback today actually. So uh this'll change things on this chart.
1: Whatever they said they're wrong. Um unless they're positive, then they're right.
0: It came through Grace Our mutual friend Will Pennell said, just listening to Tim's new podcast, and he said the score for the Princess Diaries should be 14.33 instead of 14, but it actually should be 14.67. So we need to change that on our scores, which I'm sure you'll be happy about. Um,
1: We shouldn't have half scores. This is bollocks. (laughs) How do you get 0.67 of a gem? Do you have to, like... Take a hatchet to it, or what? I cut it with a laser. Oh, great! I'm going to lasers. We we'll definitely need to go a Patreon page style because this is going to cost us a lot.
0: If we're hunting for a, a hidden gem, it should either be one gem or no gems, really. <laughs> yeah,
1: but,
0: <laughs> but a sliding scale is, works better.
1: <laughs> ten gems. We have hunted and we have found ten gems. Yep.
0: Yeah. Actually, right. What would you right? No, I can't be bothered. I can't be bothered to work out which I would class as a gem and which aren't. But What, for
1: films? Yeah. Anything above 13, I'd take it.
0: I guess. I, I think 13's looking like the lucky number, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's almost half and half. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, shall we go? Yeah. Bye. Yeah, bye. Bye! 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 Bye!
1: Bye! 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 bye, bye, bye. bye, bye. bye.